Chabiso Musia on SAFM. And let's welcome the Honorable Mr. Ace Ngobo on SAFM Spot On. Brother Ace, good evening. I know we still owe you royalties for using the name, but thank you for being kind enough to join us tonight. Uh, let's put a price to it. Eh? <laughs> uh, but for now, let, let, let's allow the listeners to take for the stage. <laughs> you, you owe me royalties, but... Uh, Okay, fine. Let, let's allow the listeners for this particular show to take center stage. Thank you, Mr. How are you, oh, you are far too kind. I'm fine. Thank you and you, sir. But overall, what is your scorecard of the officiating in this past weekend, the opening weekend of the season, just from the matches that you watched? No, crazy stuff. Eh? Crazy stuff. Uh, we, we can't escape uh, the criticism that has been leveled against the fraternity. Mm. Because you know, one referee always a referee. So any criticism that level that ends referees, if you're part of the referee fraternity, you take that on your forehead, uh, and and I'm part of that fraternity. So whatever criticism has been thrown up there comes directly onto my forehead, and I accept that. So we we haven't acquitted ourselves. In, in the best fashion um, in relation to the matches that played over the weekend. And some will say it was the first weekend of the new season. You can't expect refs to be ready. They're still trying to get in shape. I mean, can we make that excuse? No, no, no. There, there are no excuse in reference. Uh, reference is, is supposed to be almost an exact science. From season to season, uh, from the first match to the last match, we can't condone uh, ineptitude. We can't condone instances where correct decisions should have been taken and they were not. It's got nothing to do with whether or not the first or the last match of the season. So I'm I'm not going to climb on the bandwagon and say, no, uh, please excuse us. it's just the start of the season. No, no, no. We are supposed to offer a supreme service to football from minute one of the season to the last minute of the last game of the season. And and we know that the match officials are also fresh from a workshop, Mr. Ace Noble. And this is, isn't this where some of these moments from this past weekend should have been properly properly dealt with? Look, I'm, even though I'm not part of the formal SAFA structures that run the workshops, however, I, I can uh, unequivocally state the truth that they are very highly qualified uh, practitioners in referring that run those workshops who try and equip their referees with as much knowledge as they can mm. during those workshops. But I have a cohort of referees uh, amongst the elite referees that form part of my cottage of uh, uh, proteges that I mentor. We, we, we talk about challenges. We talk about uh, changes to the laws of the game. We talk about everything. And I'm in constant contact with my colleagues, and I call them colleagues because they are former referees. 
who serve on the uh, National Reference Committee. And we, we interact on, on matters related to decision-making. We're not impressed with the decisions that should have been better than they were over the weekend. We're in agreement that uh, there, there should have been better decision-making. But we're not going to make excuses. The fact that there was a workshop over the weekend is not a magical wand that must be waved over the heads of referees. It's an ongoing process. There are various fundamental changes that have been made to critical aspects of the laws of the game. And, and I know you and I, before we end this interview, we're going to talk about specific instances relating to those. Mm. And talking about those specific instances, I mean, in instances, the main, the one big talking point has been the semi-final between Sundowns and Chiefs, and it's about the movement of the goalkeeper of the line before a penalty is taken, um, uh, Mr. Ace Ngobo. What do the rules say here, and and what do you make of what we saw yesterday? There are three things that I want uh, our listeners to understand. The first one is the letter of the law. That's the text that is written in the laws of the game. The second one is the spirit of the game, which is the human element that is involved in making decisions. The third one would be the guidelines that are given to referees, which guide them on the best approach to making decisions. Now, let's take the first one, the letter of the law. The letter of the law is very clear, that no goalkeeper must move off the line before the penalty is taken. So in terms of the letter of the law, the goalkeeper must stand rigidly between the goalposts on the goal line and must not make even the slightest movement before the ball has been kicked. That's the first thing, mm. and, and that's what's written in the law. The, the second aspect would be, the, as I said earlier, the spirit of the game, that in the spirit of the game, you don't want to be pedantic in sticking to the written text. You want to allow for flexibility in the interpretation and application of the laws. That's what the spirit of the game describes. The third aspect, which is the guidelines, and I want to speak uh, quite elaborately on this aspect, that the guidelines that are given to referees are a body of knowledge that is not made public. It's a body of knowledge that's given to the reference to say, even though the laws of the game prescribe that the goalkeeper must not move a single millimeter of the line. As a referee, you don't carry a magnifying glass. Thus, you are not in a position to measure accurately how far away the goalkeeper moves from the goal line. Mm. That's where we now enter the realm of 
blatant versus marginal. Mm. Blatant being a meter or more away from the line, marginal less than a meter to a few millimeters away from the goal line. Now, let's make a practical example so that I can explain this properly, Tabiso. Yes, sir. There were four penalties that were saved by Moena. Brilliant save. Brilliant goalkeeping in the sense that he he used the laws of the game. He used the largesse that is afforded by the spirit of the game to move away from the line, even though the letter of the law says, stand rigidly. Out of those four, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that three of them, if you were to put the African referee in front of the tribunal, he will say to you, as the chairperson of the tribunal, my guidelines say, I must not carry a magnifying glass. Mm. Marginal movement away from the land is allowable and not punishable. However, I can attest to the fact that at least one out of four was blatant and should have been retaken. Okay, and then the other three, basically, he, 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 they were marginal from what you are saying. Marginal and subject to the referee's uh, prerogative. If the referee thinks that uh, it's blatant, he can give it. If the referee uh, believes that it's merely uh, marginal, he may decide not to give any decision. But when I looked at the distance between the boots of the goalkeeper and the goal line, I can tell you without any fear of contradiction that at least one out of the four should have been retaken. And then in that case, when there are those three marginals, then it should is it not the role of the um, assistant referee or the referee then maybe to speak to the goalkeeper and say, I can see that you're moving off the line, it's marginal, but maybe um, going forward, I won't allow you to get away with this. Because we saw the assistant referee was just static. He didn't move in any of those incidents. Well, that's the sad part, you know, because... Uh, part of game management involves interrogation of the incident, uh, conversations with the players, the player or player is that, that are involved in that incident. We would have expected the assistant referee to issue a caution, and, and in the form of a verbal caution, to say to the assistant referee, marginal as you were in your previous uh, defense of the penalty, but you are treading on thin ice. Stay on your line. That, that's what we would expect from an assistant referee, especially of the caliber, World Cup material assistant referee. He should have been there to say, uh, for the next one, keep your line. He didn't do that. Yeah, Kef, Kef Elite A Referee. And on that note, before I go to the voice notes, there was also another incident where the ball 
crossed the line. Was it then not the assistant referee who should have made the call there? He also didn't move there. Kennedy Moene moved. He said he saw it. It went over the line, but obviously he will look out for his own interest. But what did you make of the referee there not making a decision or, or basically um, saying that it was um, it was not a goal, a pen, a goal? One of the most critical uh, uh, training aspects that I dispense to the court of referees that I mentor is that when you stand there as an assistant referee and there's a penalty being taken, whether it be during open play or kicks from the penalty mark to determine a result of the match, your position is very critical. Mm. You can't have an assistant referee, as we saw, having his right foot on the goal line Mm. and his entire body inside the field of play. It means the most critical position, which is the center of the forehead, 50% between the two eyes, is wholly inside the field of play. The perfect position is to straddle the goal line, Mm -hmm. such that the center of the forehead is in line with the upright, is in line with the goal line which tells you that the left eye is inside the field of play, the right eye is just outside the field of play. So you are able to combine the vision of both eyes and tell when the ball goes beyond the goal line. When the referee, the assistant referee, stands with his right foot on the goal line, and his entire body, including both eyes inside the field of play, obviously, you're not going to make proper decisions. And that's exactly what happened in in the uh, goal that was scored there in, in that second save uh, by Itukune. Uh, where he was standing, looking at the ball, he wouldn't have seen that it went over the line. Yeah. Thorough analysis there. How's that for technicality when it comes to refereeing? Let's take a couple of voice notes before we release Mr. Esnova. Still has a big night ahead, of course, as we know. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. This is Cabello from Pretoria, uh, a Sundowns fan. Tabiso, uh, since you're saying you're going to interview Bra there, please ask him for us. Many Sundowns fans and other fans who were watching football yesterday and the officiating from Mr. Victor Gomes didn't understand and didn't know what he was doing. Are we the people who are wrong here or are, was he right? Can can Mr. Ngo please tell us in, in the whole 90 minutes and 120 minutes is only the Sundowns f- f- players who were in the wrong not the Kiza Chiefs, because there's two times where the Kiza Chiefs players fouled the Sundowns players and then Banda, but they didn't get even a yellow, nothing, not even a wave from the referee. Member, for how long are we going to have this conversation of match officials? It's like we've been doing this since you started your shows. We've been doing this and then you will call people, you will even call people from Safa to tell us about the referee, but nothing is changing. 
it looks like we don't have a solution. Inviting people doesn't help us. What is a solution? Can SAFA and PSL get a solution on these referees' issues? Zico Smith from Macau. The member Tulane from Holland. Can you please uh, ask uh, Mr. Rev, uh, Mr. Ismovo, isn't it time for now that South Africa is maybe something like a review show on Mondays so that we can check things like red cards, things like uh, hands balls, so that we can improve as a country because now the officiating is going down. We're only producing quantity instead of quality now. Last time the ref that was on the World Cup, now he cannot even see that the goalkeeper is off the line. They cannot even see that the ball crossed the line. We are not going forward, Mr. Ref. Can you please try something? Maybe a show to review because that red card to the goalkeeper coach, I don't think it's worth it. The ref was just trying to show his power there. Thanks. Okay, and I think that's a common question on social media, Mr. Aysnobo. What are the processes now? What is the way forward? We do know, uh, understand that the review committee will sit tomorrow, but some people believe not enough action is taken when incidents like this happen. No, look, let's take the incident of uh, my very good friend, Wendell Robson, who was sent off. Mm. Uh, on his uh, tablet, he had... Uh, uh, yeah, the, he saw the replay, yes. He, he saw the replay, he and the he used that. Mm. He used that to remonstrate against the referees. Okay? Now, in terms of the laws, you you can't. You, you can't play VR <laughs> as, as a coach. <laughs> mm. uh, it, it, that's the preserve of referees. You can't play VR. Uh, he, he used... An electronic, an electronic gadget to interfere with the running of the match, uh, and, and that's why he was shown a red card uh, because he tried to show the referee to say, in terms of uh, what my tablet shows me as uh, an electronic gadget, uh, the decision was wrong. You, you can't do that. The law applauds that. Yeah, so there we have it. And and then what is the way forward now? What are, what are the processes in your from your understanding, Mr. Eshmo? No, what, what is uh, critical now is uh, for the SAFA Review Committee to look at some of the decisions that were made. And we know, even though in the past they have not really been forthcoming in terms of advertising mm. uh, the decisions that they have made. But we know that they've made decisions. It's for them to look at uh, each specific incident, as they always do, and come back and tell us, as the football-loving people to say, we, look at, we looked at uh, uh, this particular decision by referee X, and our decision is that referee X was correct in, in awarding... Uh, the free kick or the penalty or, or whatever, uh, be it a yellow or a red card, or the uh, the wrestling question was not correct in taking that decision, and take us into their confidence to say, in, in having detected incorrect decision-making, this is the decision that we're making. Mm-hmm. As a referee uh, review committee, we're going to recommend 
to the technical committee not to appoint this referee for this next number of matches to uh, uh, take him down to the uh, lower tier of football for him to regain his confidence and his making ability. And a lot of people say this goes back to VAR. From what you've heard, Brais, how far are we from getting VAR? <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the issue of, of VAR is, is very, very debatable uh, because we've seen uh, incidents where in some of the countries that have implemented this for the longest period of time, that even the person sitting in front of the stream gives us a poor decision. Say, okay, I'm reversing this decision. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, you feel that, no, 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 you shouldn't have reversed the decision. Or you affirm the decision by the referee, whereas the decision by the referee was completely wrong. So the element of human error will always be there. Mm-hmm. But look, we can't dispute the fact that VAR enhances the quality of decision-making. How far we are from it is a function of how much money we have in our kitty to be able to implement the infrastructure that mm-hmm. we require in order to have VAR. Let's leave it there. You know where to catch him tonight, folks, but that was his technical analysis of what happened then. I think it's given us a lot of clarity.